What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to Cheers to Beers, the podcast that lasts as long as the pint. I am your host, Jess, and I'm back for another delicious episode. In case you don't know how this podcast works, I grab a beer lover, a friend, or someone from the industry. They choose a beer, we drink it, and we talk about it. And there's a little interviewing, game playing, and storytelling in between. This week, I am joined by my friend and coworker Gabriel Matthews. He is the lead server at the Burgundian here in Seattle and has been in the industry for a few years, so I think it's safe to say he knows his shit. And uh, he has selected a great beer for us to be drinking today. It is the Palo Santo Morone, an unfiltered brown ale that is aged in Palo Santo wooden vessels by Dogfish Head out of Milton, Delaware. It's a hefty 12% ABV with uh, 50 IBU, but it's really the Palo Santo wood that makes this ale really amazing. Uh, it, that's a Paraguayan wood that is traditionally used in South America for winemaking. So it really takes on this rich, spicy, and earthy characteristics. It's a year-round beer, so if you live somewhere that carries dogfish head, go out and try to find it because trust me, you're going to want to be drinking along. In this episode, we discuss cool dads, what a lager technically is, and call solid. So grab a beer and drink with us. Let's talk about beer. Cheers. Dogfish's slogan is off-centered ales for off-centered people. <laughs> quirky. So quirky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's just go ahead and I'll just, I can just scroll through again. Editing is a beautiful thing. Okay. okay so Gabriel, tell us what we're drinking today. So <laughs> let me <laughs> knock it over first. Uh, this is the Dogfish Head Palo Santo Marron. Uh, they call it a malt beverage aged on Palo Santo wood. Um, I just know that it's a favorite of mine. It's very dark. It's very rich. When was the first time you had it? What struck your interest in it originally? Uh, I don't remember the first time I had it. Um, first time was probably a year or two ago, but more recently at our work where we both worked together, Burgundian, uh, we had it on draft. And I remember thinking, this is one of the greatest things I've tasted on draft in quite a <laughs> while. And um, then I went to Bottleworks, our sister establishment, and saw that they just had it in bottles. So... I was like, this is rad. Um, Perfect. And now I've been able to reliably find it there if I want it. Perfect. So Dogfish Head and is the brewery. What was, how has that been an established brewery in your mind? Like when you see that brand, you're like, yes, I trust that. Was there ever a beer that like sparked your interest first? For Dogfish Head, I mean, I, not like an individual beer. It's just kind of, they're one of these breweries that you you hear about from like, the moment you start kind of paying attention to craft beer, it's like, oh, yeah, and Dogfish Head. Like, oh, we've got the Dogfish Head. Oh, the 90-minute right. IPA. Oh, the 60-minute. Oh, the 120-minute. You know, like these yeah, these uh, kind of renowned beers. Um, I feel like they've been around for a lot longer than a lot of kind of the, these upstart breweries that are really making, you know, an impact on the scene now. They're kind of like these godfathers of the whole thing. Um, and they're from Delaware, which is funny because what else is in delaware <laughs> <laughs> i like i'm not even really familiar with the east coast brew scene at all yeah i mean either you know so the fact that yeah this has made it out here you know dogfish head is oh yeah has, and has some wide reach yeah and it's something like yeah. you said that people are like right like, relating to quality <laughs> right yeah i mean if, when people i know at work when people see dogfish head on our draft list they assume it's gonna be good yes like when we had that we had the 120 minute yeah uh, in bottles for a while and that was just kind of like oh you have that <laughs> yeah no it's impressive 
Um, and Dogfish Head Brewery is out of Milton, Delaware, opened in 1995. So it's definitely been around, you know, for the microbrew boom, if you will. Uh, you like, we were talking about the, what was it, the 120 minute that you were yeah. just mentioning? Yeah, and the 180 minute have been very successful and well-known beers. So without further ado, perhaps we should open it up. Well, let's do it. Here's my keychain bottle of Perfect. <laughs> the convenience is real. <laughs> I actually, I opened a beer for myself at a bar the other night when the bartender couldn't find <laughs> his bottle opener with this, and he, he was really impressed that I had one on my keychain. He's like, you're a better bartender than me. <laughs> like, dude, you don't have a bottle opener on your keychain? What's wrong with you? Um, but yeah, here we go. You get this fancy Bailey's glass. Oh, it's dark. It's very dark. It's thick. It's very thick. Thank you. It's got a, more of a head than I was expecting. I also, I so I let this, after buying it today, I let it sit out. I let it sit out for a while because uh, I think it's better a little warm. Okay. What What like, is it about it that makes it better warm? Just the style? Yeah, I mean, dark beers in general, I feel like you want, like, slightly warmer than, you know, fridge temperature. Um, and, yeah, it just kind of lets it be more aromatic and less kind of like, we're trying to refresh you with coldness <laughs> right, right. and more taste it. Cool. So how would you describe this color? It... Uh, black. <laughs> it's pretty black. <laughs> pretty much straight uh, up black. Thick, creamy head. Yeah, pretty. Well, not super thick, but, like, decently thick for a beer of this style, I would say. It's like... And it's yellowish. It's not. There's no mm -hmm. like white in the head. Yeah, or, yeah. And it smells like dried fruit, a lot of chocolate, fruit, yeah. a lot of dark fruit, a lot of wood. I mean, yeah. What so was yeah, it? The one wood? of the big things is Palo Santo wood. So it's like it's not barrel aged. So you don't have. I mean, I love barrel aged beers, and this beer reminds me of that sort of beer a lot. But it's not actually, it's not, you know, bourbon barrels or anything like that. It's just aged on Palo Santo wood, which is... Aged um, on wood. What does that mean? Do you know? I don't technically know the difference between <laughs> I'm being like trying aged to imagine on wood and aged in wood. I mean, let's see. What does the label say? It's aged in handmade wooden brewing vessels. Vessels. So I guess it is aged in wood, if okay. you want to, because it's in the vessels. But um, but apparently they're made of Palo Santo, which is, you know, uh, a favorite for incense and, oh, okay. and things like that so it's um i don't know i mean i hate incense but <laughs> I, <laughs> I like this beer um, great cheers cheers yeah this yeah. is really good it's super good yeah it's just yeah i don't know i like it it's a lot. bold and it's full of flavor but it's not like bogging down your palate right it's not overwhelming mm -mm. it's not gonna kind of like you could eat a meal with this and it mm. wouldn't be a problem mm-hmm but it also just has a lot going on. It's very yes. complex. Yeah, I mean, like, tons of flavor for, like, it, and it doesn't, um, like, the body isn't overwhelming. It doesn't stay on your tongue for too long. It just, yeah. like, it presents you with all this stuff, and it's, like, <laughs> done. It finishes crisp. Ready for more? Right. Yes, I am. The finish is, like, I, I didn't even remember the finish being this crisp, but it is yeah. just kind of, like, it's kind clean. of this quick, like, clean, yes. sharp finish. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, if you ever have the chance to drink this on draft, I don't know if you remember it when we had it on. I don't like when did we have it on? It was I don't like really remember. Like around Thanksgiving or something. It was like in hmm. the fall, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's a good one. Is this considered seasonal? Do you know? Uh, I assumed so, but 
I've seen it around for months now. Oh, really? Like at both at Bottle Works and at Whole Foods even. Mm. Like they've got it right now. Um, so I guess not. Um, I guess it's kind of become like a a dogfish, you know, flagship type thing right. like that they have a lot of the time. What's the ABV on yeah. it? ABV is 12%. Nice. Yeah, nice and hefty. It's good. It comes in 12-ounce bottles, you know. Um, How is it? Is it sold in, like, individually? I think, I mean, I bought it individually, but you can get it in four packs, too. Um, so, yeah, yeah. this is really good. It. Um, I don't know if this is, like, spices that I'm experiencing or if it's just the high ABV, but it definitely has a warming effect. Yeah, and there's, like, a bite. Yeah, exactly. Unlike some, you know, it's not like a stout Mm-mm. in that it's going to, you know, kind of just be thick and smooth and mellow it's got more mm-hmm. of a yeah i don't know bite it evolves said. too Indeed. like like uh taking a few seconds between sips like it really like i said it was like it's quick and it's clean but there's still this lasting spice warming effect right apparently uh the the palo santo wood is from paraguay mm. according to the label on the bottle I wonder if there's any history with that. Like, I don't know anything about uh, South American <laughs> beer brewing. Or South American wood for that matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I don't think beer was really a thing in South America. <laughs> yeah, until, me either. Until, you know, Westerners or East Europeans brought it. But yeah. who knows um, what they were fermenting down there in olden times. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, this is great. So, yes, dark color, yellowish hue to the head. So many flavors going on. Maybe I can try to list, list some more off as we're going through. But, I mean, yeah, this is, uh, it's complex. Got but some vanilla. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Maybe that's part of the warming effect I'm trying to decipher. And chocolate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They list caramel on the bottle. Which... It, like, it smells sweet in the initial flavor. It's very sweet. And then it turns into, like, this deeper fruit right. and then the wood and the earthiness right. and then the spices it's like yeah it, it rolls through a lot of different things yes in a, in but without sip. it being overwhelming and without right. it being like just too much right it's surprisingly drinkable it is it's great i'm glad i bought two bottles <laughs> i don't know if i already asked you this question but i think i did it was the first thing i asked you what made you pick this yeah i mean we talked about just i mean that it's a beer that i've always liked and uh and you didn't shop. you weren't even looking for it you just went in today and it was there i mean i had a feeling they would have it if i didn't find something else that struck my fancy it was kind of like well i know i can get this and i'll also look around and uh see if i can find something like i was looking for a. I mentioned this to you earlier before we were on the mics but um you know holy mountain uh mm-hmm. is an awesome local brewery and they've only recently started putting their stuff in bottles and i know that those bottles are out there so i thought i'd see if i could find one um but bottle works didn't have anything which is totally fine because i got Mm -hmm. this but uh yeah so um yeah yeah that was good choice i'm like i'm elated with this (laughs) this is such (laughs) a elated wow yeah i don't know i feel like i haven't had a really complex beer in a while or i haven't been seeking one out maybe is the issue Bottle works is just always the best place to go and say, <laughs> yeah, right. give me something good. I find it interesting. I'm like, I'm very curious as to why, like on the front of the label, I keep talking about the label, but, uh, no, that's great. Let's hear about it. They call it malt beverage aged on Palo Santo wood. And so like, you know, malt beverage obviously has some <laughs> 
fun connotation. I would like the first thing I think know, of is the forty. Forties, of course, yeah. Forties <laughs> and even, even like four loco is called a right. malt beverage. Like anything that just you know so has big. has malt in it, but is not beer, is a malt beverage. So I like yeah. they're almost implying that this isn't beer, um, mm-hmm. which you know I would kind of understand in a way. I wonder, is like, it like a different brewing style that makes them label it not an ale? I don't know. I mean, they, they call it a brown ale on the other part of the mm. label, though, so it throws me off. But uh, but in a way, it's you know, it doesn't it doesn't quite mold into like the stout category, which is yeah. probably the thing it's closest to in beers. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know why they call it a malt beverage. I'd be curious to like ask someone at Dogfish Head, like, why <laughs> does it say malt beverage on here? Yeah. Then again, I don't know. I'm I'm like I haven't spent that much time with their labels. Maybe they all say malt beverage just because they're being honest about what beer is. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just malt beverage, you guys. <laughs> You're just drinking nicer forties. <laughs> <laughs> just just high quality forties. Fancy fancy forties and smaller glasses. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's get into your beer history. What uh, what kind of turned you on to craft brewing or what made you step outside the realms of uh, a standard beer, you know, into how it can be more interesting, higher quality, et cetera? I don't uh, personally, I mean, so this, this is funny. I feel like I can say this about a lot of things in my life. Um, I had a cool dad. <laughs> like I grew up with a cool dad who, uh, you know, when like we would go backpacking when I was a kid or camping or whatever. And, uh, I have distinct memories of, you know, he'd be setting up the, you know, cooking whatever stuff on the picnic table at the campsite. And he'd ask me to, like, go find a nice cold spot in the creek to, like, chill his uh, his his mirror (laughs) pond pale ales from Deschutes or whatever. And, like, so as, like, at a young age, I was, like, aware of these beers uh, that were relatively I'm, I'm from portland so you know deschutes was local full sale my dad would drink a lot of that stuff so like the He's beer that was around it. me as a child was never like was never you know macro brew um so the notion of micros and and like you know craft beer uh never seemed that foreign to me i guess um and then when i got you know to college and was like doing my own drinking uh (laughs) i generally gravitated towards craftier things and you know in california as you know in southern california you drink a lot of tecate but you also drink a lot of uh (laughs) it was amazing i so this is like on a tangent uh i just i always found it interesting in college to like analyze people based on their shit beer choices like you know okay so like what what would be your top like you know if you just wanted like a crappy beer to drink what would you drink and you know coming from portland pbr was the obvious thing mm-hmm. not that pbr has anything to do with portland aside from the fact that like portland is the land of hipsters so like <laughs> that's what we drink but so many southern californians would just be like oh we drink tecate yeah. and then other people you know had all these other things um you know schlitz uh mm-hmm. excuse me <laughs> hams uh yingling depending on yeah, where yeah. you're from but like <laughs> uh but we drank a lot of tecate in college anyway uh we also drank a lot of like nicer beers um and towards like the 
later period of time that I was in in college, the neighborhood started turning really hip and and mm-hmm. and gentrifying and mm-hmm. white and you know, which is unfortunate in a lot of ways, but. Also, we got some cool beer bars. Um, the Hermosillo Club. Want to give a shout out? Nice. Uh, they're really cool. They're making their own beer now too, which I haven't gotten a chance to try because I don't live there. But uh, that was the first place I learned about sour beer, just like as a thing that existed. And I hated it when I first tried it, <laughs> but uh, I figured it out now. And um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess my point is that like craft beer has not been foreign to me right ever really and okay and now like working at a bar that uh specializes in it and for a company that is really you know focused on it um i've learned a lot more yeah absolutely and it's been cool yeah so kind of piggybacking on this idea uh tell me the story of the first time you ever had a beer <laughs> i don't know if i can tell you uh, <laughs> yeah. what way can't you tell me <laughs> i could no i'm because i don't remember like i don't i don't have a specific memory of the first beer i ever had i mean i mean I, and not even like a sip of your dad's like right you were like yeah, sneaking me, it you know or whatever uh, i mean i can tell you that about about other liquors but i i, I don't i don't have <laughs> it a, wasn't your choice <laughs> no i mean if 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 me and my friends in, co- in in high school were trying to get drunk, we were trying to get drunk, so we wouldn't drink. <laughs> we would, we would, all the we way. Would go for the go for the hard stuff. Uh, no, I don't remember really my first full beer to myself. I really I can't. I'm sorry. I I knew this question was coming. <laughs> How did you? Because you told me that like some of the questions oh, right, that you right. asked, and uh, <laughs> and I tried to think about it, but I couldn't come up with a concrete answer to that one um so you just went full in when you were like a teenager trying to get wild with your friends <laughs> oh, yeah 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 <laughs> we did a lot we did bottle. a lot of cabinet rating um <laughs> no i mean and we got caught all the time <laughs> just kind of it was like it was amazing how much we got caught and then like got just kept doing it <laughs> but, uh, but no sense of consequence <laughs> no eventually but not really uh but yeah it was uh i don't know i mean it was just sort of Oh yeah, I'm drinking beer now. <laughs> you know? Okay, um, um, so maybe that's no, un- it's fine. <laughs> unsatisfactory answer. <laughs> no, so maybe kind of like follow up on what you've been talking about, like growing up in Portland, being around your dad, who was drinking local beer. Was there maybe a brewery or a certain type of craft beer that like you first had that was like, okay, I get this. Like I get why this is something that people drink and something that they invest their time and their life and their cre- lives and creativity into. Was there like an impressionable brewery for you? Uh, not at that young of an age. I mean, when I was so when I was like young and you know under my father's influence with beer, like it would be a matter of you know here have a sip of this right. this uh, Mirapon Pale Ale or 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 full sail Pale Ale or uh, Obsidian Stout or whatever. Um, and you know, I remember not liking things, but I also remember kind of liking things. And I was a kid, um, and then as I got older, it wasn't so much a matter of like realizing, you know, okay, yeah, this is a thing that makes sense to put passion into. But it was also it was it was kind of realizing like, all right, like there's as much of a market. You know, you look at wine, for example, and like you know, you hear about wine, you hear about the wine world just th- throughout your life if you're growing up in circles like the one I did and whatever, like the concept of, you know, oh, these really nice wines, you know, like Chateaubriand, like oh, just whatever, like right, just right. fancy French yeah. wine, et cetera, et cetera. And all this uh, 
jargon that mm-hmm. goes with it and all this like you know all these rules that go with it and um it becomes clear pretty quickly once you start drinking beer and drinking interesting beer that like there's no reason that this can't apply oh yeah i totally agree <laughs> and, and there's no reason that like we should be giving less credence to malt beverage than <laughs> it's, than it's to, kind of fascinating than to grape beverage but and like it makes me think what is it about that separates these two beverages from creating such a different culture you know yeah no it's uh I mean, it's snootiness, really. It's like it's just <laughs> it's just snobbery. I mean, like, come on, you know, if you if you brought this beer that we're drinking now to someone who was, you know, to a sommelier or whatever who was like big into like deep earthy reds, <laughs> they couldn't complain. No, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it would be like they'd be like, "This is red." Like, yeah. it's not. There's no reason to, you know, frown upon upon it because it's beer i wonder if it's just like an accessibility thing you know like beer has seemed like it's always been more accessible to the masses and it's also tends to be more affordable like it's much more affordable to buy good beer than it is to buy really good wine right really good wine yeah yeah i mean but that's also like right now i think that's a that's peaking in a way because you know there's it's just the craft beer industry is peaking and which is rad like i i mean i've mentioned so yeah i lived in LA for a few years and uh when I was there there weren't craft breweries there mm-hmm. there were there were a couple they weren't in the city limits mm-hmm. because city, there, like, city code had restrictions yeah. but apparently I don't know exactly what happened but restrictions have been lifted oh. to the degree that like the arts district next to downtown yeah is jam packed with breweries right now. Damn. Like there's just it's it's like brewery triangle Damn. or something. You know, there's just this whole area that's just just tons and tons of breweries um good luck with the water in la though <laughs> right well so it's funny there's actually one brewery uh that i read about that sounds awesome called dry river um which is they're named after arroyo seco which is like a you know an actual dry river in the area which has a highway running through it now but <laughs> of course um god bless la um, but uh so the guy who is running that brewery is like a former urban planner or something to that degree. Like, you know, some, he's been involved in, you know, planning things like the highway and mm-hmm. things like water planning, whatever. I don't, I don't know exactly, but he's got this brewery now and their plan is to essentially be like, you know, zero, like just level out on water usage by, recycling and and doing a lot of like gray water stuff for anything that can use it um in the brewing process because the the brewing process is insanely water heavy but uh yeah so i mean i hope it works out because that would be a rad like uh example for the industry yeah absolutely yeah for sure cool i don't know all right so we're now we're going to do the next segment is called drenchies (laughs) Drunchies. <laughs> Are you familiar with the term drunchy? Of course. <laughs> Come on. So uh, this is where you explain your go-to drunken snack after a night of drinking or you're out and you're still drinking and you're just craving something. What is it? Uh, honestly, whatever's at hand. Like <laughs> That's what I say, honestly. It's I, like, you to that point where you're just like, no, fuck I mean, it, I just want something in my mouth. That's, that's <laughs> me most of the time. I'll eat whatever is there. So, uh, 
I mean, when I'm drunk, so, okay, if I come home drunk, I know what I have to eat at home, and so usually I gravitate towards, like, corn chips and hummus. That's Fuck my, yeah. like, just, just... Corn chips, yeah. Just chips and hummus. Um, I eat so much hummus when I'm drunk. It's... <laughs> It's, it's so easy. It's so and easy. And it's not as messy so as salsa. It's so delicious, too. It's not nearly as messy as salsa. It's like, it tastes so good. It's kind of filling. Yeah. It's like, you get everything you need. Um, But yeah, as I said, I'll drink, I'll, I'll, I'll eat anything. Like, I'll, you know, if I'm out and I'm near a dicks, I'll totally eat some dicks. Like, <laughs> For those who are that from sounded the great. Seattle area. Yeah, dicks, dicks burgers. Dicks burgers. I'll totally eat some dicks burgers. <laughs> it's a it's a chain around here. Yeah. So drunchies is just more of a convenience thing than anything. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't doesn't matter to me. I don't discriminate. <laughs> I don't discriminate between any sort of food ever. So like, <laughs> being anything drunk goes. really being drunk really makes anything go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Next segment is called Tales from Behind the Bar. And this is when you tell your horror okay. slash interesting <laughs> stories of working Ooh. either behind the bar or as a server, you know, any time that you're in that industry and dealing with people. Oh, man. Any interesting favorite oh. stories? Uh, I mean, I've got a number. Uh, most of them don't have to do with beer, but one that does that isn't really a horror story. It's just a good story. So I had a guy, uh, so I had a table I was, I was serving and, um, they show up and they sit down and one of the dudes is like looking over our draft list, which is pretty intensive and, you know, has a lot of, a lot of stuff on it. Um, and he's wants a Pilsner or sorry, not a Pilsner. Let's be more specific. Uh, he wants a lager <laughs> and he very much wants a lager. And, uh, so I mentioned, you know, the, the nice crisp Velton's Pilsner that we always have on draft as our like house lager, house Pilsner. Um, but also at the time we had a uh, Doppelbach on from Spaten, a Spaten Optimator. It's great beer. Um, and I mentioned that and he was not interested. So he ordered the Velton's Pilsner, but one of his companions ordered the Doppelbach and uh, I bring in their beers. I, bring them to the table i drop off the doppelbach you know i said and here's your spot and he goes oh you got a spotting you didn't mention that and i was like well yeah it's the doppelbach i mentioned it it's you know it's it, it's there and he's like oh but it's not a lager and i said well actually you know doppelbach is a lager boxer lagers um technically speaking and you know obviously i know that when people are asking for a lager they don't mean you know yeah totally i'll take a doppelbach you know this like dark <laughs> which is already beer, dark, which yeah. is you know that's not really what they mean when they say i want a lager but i mentioned it because technically it's a lager um and he said no that's not a lager i was like no it's 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 definitely a lager. boxer lagers and um he kind of argued with me about it and I was like sort of unsure of myself at the time. I was like, wait, <laughs> am, I, like... am I wrong here? So I ran back and we've got this chart and it was like, no, it's right. I'm, I'm right. <laughs> Boxer loggers. And, uh, and so then I, I came back and, uh, I said to him like, you know, cause we kind of had built up this rapport right. and I was like, so, you know, actually that totally is a logger. 
and he started we had this conversation like i don't remember where the conversation went exactly but he had this we had this conversation where he like started asking me about like you know where i had gone to school and we got talking about like authors and like how you know i was an english major and he was a philosophy major and by the end of the night you know he was like hugging me oh my god and uh you know i think he ordered a spot in dot buck at some point uh, but you know and they also those guys speaking of youngling earlier as we were uh they had like gone to school together in Philadelphia, so they were all about Yingling. Mm-hmm. And then some other table next to them had also been from Pennsylvania, and they were like Yingling, oh shit! <laughs> Everybody was super stoked on the Yingling. Um, but yeah, and that was that was a fun a fun little beer moment with a table. Dude eventually tried to like give me his card. I don't know why, just like so I could get in touch, I guess. Talk more uh, about loggers. Talk more about what's a logger and what's not. Not many things are loggers. And, uh, you know, fun fact, but I was right about that one. So um made me feel good. It made me feel like I had earned my, my uh, certified beer server yeah, dude. certificate for which I paid $70. It's so crazy. <laughs> the certificate is ridiculous. Um. So any like particular horror stories that you've had with a customer where that was just like out of control or someone who was just being so ridiculous that it made you kind of question why the fuck am I even in this industry? With beer specifically? Or no, just things? any service experience. Uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, there have probably been a few. Um, I referenced today on a personal note the call solid. <laughs> the call solid. Oh, man. You weren't even there for that shit. No, uh, but you told me. Yeah. Now you got to tell it on here. Okay, so uh, when I lived in Los Angeles, which we've discussed, um, you want the rest of that? Yeah. Cool. There's a whole nother one. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, we should break that out. Should we? Yeah. Okay, cool. I mean, like, I'm I'm good and toasted, but if you want it. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I lived in Los Angeles, I worked at this uh, little burrito shack. Um, it's a great place. It's called Mixto. You should check it out if you're in LA. Um, what part of LA? It's uh, it's in Silver Lake. It's mm. um, yeah, Silver Lake and Fletcher. Um, and we had a kale salad on the menu. You know, we had like burritos and tacos, and they were all kind of like bougie burritos right. and tacos. But we also had a kale salad, which is easily one of the most popular menus that you know menu items uh, that we had, and it was delicious. Like I won't. Deny, deny that it. it was really good it like the dressing was great lots of salt salt helped a lot lots of parmesan there it was super good you would get it with like some meat on top it was great carne asada i threw carne asada on that thing it was so delicious <laughs> um but just the way that people down there talk and uh yeah like they would just, the stereotypical yeah, sort of the, accent. yeah exactly the the call solid <laughs> i would just like i would get orders for a call solid all the time and i don't you know, eventually I learned what a call solid was, but it <laughs> took me a few tries. Um, but as far as service industry experiences that have, like, upset me to the core, um, I'm sorry, Jess. I can't think of any, like, standout, you know, terrible That's probably a good thing that you haven't had I mean, experience like that. I don't know. Most of my, like, service stories are less horror stories and more just kind of, like, funny, weird shit. Like, uh, the guy who wanted his eggs really yolky, quote-unquote. Um, so does that mean sunny side up? Who knows? Over easy? Who knows? I never figured it out. Uh, <laughs> I gave him something, and he liked it. I'm pretty sure he was very high. Uh, 
Yeah, yolk eggs, you know. Also, just in general, I don't, like, okay, everybody listening, however many people you are, uh, you should be aware that knowing how you want your eggs cooked is, like, a a thing that you should be able to do. If you're going out to brunch, <laughs> If you're going out to brunch, <laughs> you should know how you like your eggs. You shouldn't have to ask your boyfriend or girlfriend how you like your eggs. <laughs> You should like you should you should know like no this is what I want. It's surprising like, how many people don't know. It's amazing. I mean like and granted like I understand sometimes I want scrambled eggs, sometimes I want something else, but like people just straight up don't know to how eggs know are cooked. know what that like how to <laughs> phrase that. How yeah. to just how to simply say, you know, I so many times I just get it fried. It's like fried what does that how mean? <laughs> there are, there are five different ways to fry an egg. Like what do you want? Yeah. You know, I, so it's you know or they say like well i want the like the yolks runny but the whites not runny it's like okay so that's over easy uh now you know i had a lady last week who was like she ordered her eggs and it was kind of weird she's like i don't get out a lot <laughs> thank you for acknowledging that clearly like but it's just eggs it's 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 basic it's a staple you know gotta yeah i know i don't know how you like your eggs <laughs> you're gonna get left behind <laughs> <laughs> okay one thing i just thought of is uh you should read this description on the okay side. um so the description of the dogfish had palo santo marone malt beverage aged on palo santo wood according to the brewery <clears throat> An unfiltered, unfettered, unprecedented brown ale aged in handmade wooden brewing vessels. Vessels. (laughs) (laughs) The caramel and vanilla complexity unique to this ale comes from the exotic Paraguayan Palo Santo wood from which these tanks were crafted at 10,000 gallons each. Wow. These are the largest wooden brewing vessels built in America since before Prohibition. It's all very exciting. We have wood. Now you do too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sexy thank you uh yeah that's uh ten thousand gallons that's that's I a lot can't picture how big a ten thousand gallon vessel is like that's the size of this i want to know what vessel means <laughs> vessel in general it's a thing that contains things so it's, it's a container it's just a different word for container right absolutely okay so our last segment it's called quick takes quick takes yes uh this is when i list beer related words and you answer with only one word and it's the first word that comes to your mind when you hear this so it's kind of like a stream of consciousness thing just straight up first thing that comes out of your mouth (laughs) glad i warmed up before the beer (laughs) it's good are you ready i suppose so okay hops yeah Does that count as a word? Yes. (laughs) Growler. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like these are reactions. These aren't words. Okay, growler. Cool. (laughs) Mash. What? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can start over if you want. We're going to start over. Okay, we're starting over. Hops. Mediocre. Growler. Pretty nice. (laughs) That's two words. Mash. (laughs) Just the first word. What's the first word that comes to your head? 
mash? I don't like <laughs> potatoes. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm cool. going for. Cool. All right. All right. All right. Schooner. Exact. Yes. That's exactly what I thought of when I wrote that down. Yeah, they've done a good job of branding. Saison. Delicious. Yeast. Infection. <laughs> Pitcher. Bros. Pub. Bros. <laughs> Draft. <laughs> I just want to keep saying bros. Uh, yummy. Barrel. Yes. <laughs> this has concluded quick takes with <laughs> Jess and Gabriel. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever done that, so I had no idea how it was going to yeah, go. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, I'm not good at quick takes is the uh, takeaway. I do love barrels and barrel-aged things, so the yes was sincere. <laughs> it was. Are you just about done? I'm I'm getting close. Cool. As I said, there's another. Yeah. There's also the Fred. Damn. But... Maybe we should just open those up after the end of this. Sure. Whatever. Uh... It works. <laughs> cool. So um, I'm going to take this last sip. Perfect. Right. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast. You're very welcome. I it's... hope I didn't disappoint. No, much. you're great. Thank you for choosing <laughs> this beer. Like, I don't think I have ever had this, and it was a real treat to have something just like out of the ordinary complex and you know worth our time to talk about it yeah i love it i like there aren't many beers that i mean as much as i love beer i'm not able to talk about it for a long time usually no i mean like and this one has a lot there's a lot of material yeah in this beer to discuss a lot of notes yeah no it was great thank you so much for choosing that and uh thanks for drinking with me cheers cheers (laughs) hey there if you are still listening i didn't give gabriel a chance to plug his shit but i wanted to shout out his band adult mauling they have this noise rock sound that's really fun to say that you're going to start a mosh pit but then you're too shy at the show to do so you can check them out at adultmauling.bandcamp.com they just released a self-titled album that's really fun and they were selling cassette tapes at their last show which was amazing and kind of made me wish i still had my 96 honda accord with a tape deck uh they play shows all around the northwest including seattle and portland so check them out if you're into local diy music and i will put a link in the itunes description as well as on the blog cheers to beers nw.com thanks guys bye